This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, August 30th. Thanks for being here. Jason, it is game week, baby. We have arrived. Yes. Look, I am all in favor of the countdown day one after BYU's college football season ends. So I'm ready to go. You're all in. The fact that we're actually at game week now, it's very, very exciting. (laughs) It is exciting. And uh, the game's how many days away? Countdown to the Wildcats. Five days away. Monday, Saturday, makes sense. Easy to make it. We don't have to uh, look up the number. It's just natural this week. Very exciting stuff. Uh, we do want to take a moment to start the show by mentioning uh, the situation with Spencer Linton, of course. If you've noticed, he's not been on the show for uh, you know several days. He posted last night on Twitter about his situation, which is this. Uh, he, got, he got sick. He got pneumonia. He actually found out it was the Delta variant. And uh, he's lost 16 pounds. He's been bedridden on oxygen at home. We are wishing the best for Spencer, Uh, of course, hoping he gets healthy soon. But, uh, yeah, that was a a bit of a a shock and scary. And we've known for a minute that he's been sick, but, uh, you know, the Delta variant, it's it's pretty scary. And it's real for Hemahimuli for us and now uh, Spencer. Yeah, we've uh, we've obviously been in contact with him over the last couple of weeks, making sure he's doing okay. But um, we, we certainly publicly want to make sure he knows how much we're pulling for him. And we got everything handled while you're gone. Can't wait to get you back. It's not as good uh, without you. You know, you're, you're special to us, of course. But uh, Spencer says he's turning a corner. Uh, we hope that corner turns as soon as possible and that he gets as, as well as possible soon. So, Spence, uh, we got your back, man. We love you, man. Okay, here's today's show lineup. It's game week, BYU in Arizona. Let's go. It's coming up Saturday in Vegas. The Big 12 rumors continue. What are you more excited about, the game or the idea of a Power 5 invite? Fun topic. Let's discuss. Loaded ESPN guest lineup as well. The play-by-play of the game Saturday. Dave Fleming uh, will talk to us. And our homie Trevor Mattis from Bristol. If, if Trev's on the show, it's a game week. Let's go. Plus the burner account Shep apparently started that has some good uh, info about the Big 12. We'll see. Let's read us some headlines, Shep. It is game week. I think that's the 18th time we've mentioned it. The show is only 2 minutes and 38 seconds old, and I love it. Cougars continue to prepare for their team season opener Saturday night in Vegas against the Arizona Wildcats. We are uh, awaiting the official depth chart for week one. That will be released later on today. Meanwhile, BYU and Athletic Director Tom Holmo continue to watch the changing landscape of college football. BYU Athletics released the following statement to BYU Sports Nation about the Big 12 speculation and was given this statement. BYU remains flexible and is constantly monitoring the college athletics landscape to be able to put our student athletes in the best position possible to compete with the top level of competition, end quote. Cougars in the NFL, Zach Wilson didn't play in the third and final preseason game. Too valuable. He went 15 of 20 in the first two games, 191 passing yards, two touchdowns, 138 passer rating. No one knows how that's actually computed. <laughs> Kainakua was released by the Niners, who then re-signed Corbin Kafusi, so mixed emotions on that one. And the Colts have waived Isaiah Kafusi this morning, who had 10 tackles 
in the final preseason game. I think he's going to be picked up by somebody, if not the Colts practice squad. NFL teams have to be cut down from 80 to 53 tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow is the last cut-down day. Staying with Cougars in the NFL, action over the weekend. Dax Milne with three receptions and 36 yards for the Washington football team. Matt Bushman, one reception for 10 yards for the Raiders. Harvey Longy had seven tackles in the Pats' victory at the New York Giants. Zane Anderson, three tackles for my Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Wilcox, two tackles for the Buccaneers. Zach Daw had a tackle in the Falcons' loss to the Browns last night on Sunday Night Football. And Troy Warner, one tackle for the Rams in their loss on the road at the Broncos. John Rothstein of CBS Sports reports Gavin Baxter is fully cleared after an ACL injury early last season. BYU Hoops is about a month away from officially starting practice for the season. And Good a, news. Absolutely. It's great news for BYU. You basketball. Also, great news for women's volleyball. You got to call these games over the weekend. A very productive weekend, winning the doTERRA Classic, defeating Southern Utah, Long Island, and UNLV. 9-0 in sets over the weekend. BYU started the fall season ranked number 15. Bauer, the setter, averaged 30 assists over the three matches. The Cougars will host the BYU Invitational coming up this weekend, the second through the fourth, where they will take on Weber State, Dixie State, and Michigan State at home in the Smith Fieldhouse. Excited to be back in the Fieldhouse. It was a fun uh, situation. And by the way, two of the top ten crowds in BYU women's volleyball history, part of the weekend. That's awesome. Massive crowds. Fans are just excited to be able to be back and enjoying this stuff in person. Seriously, it was so fun. And women's soccer is in Fayetteville, Arkansas to take on the Razorbacks tonight, 8 Eastern time. Listen on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM locally, as well as BYUCougars.com and the BYU Cougars app. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending is presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Okay, mixed, mixed fun emotions, Jason, because the Big 12 conversation continues to swirl. Who's talking to who? What's going on? We're getting asked a lot. Is BYU going to the Big 12? The answer is hopefully. Uh, yet, it's game week. With BYU and Arizona, yeah. we've waited for this. So what are you more excited for this week? Look, my attention right now, today, and I'm going to focus on today on a Monday, my attention is still on Big 12 speculation. Because like, it's Monday. It, like, well, when will that we, turn? Like, Well, I mean, the closer we get to Saturday, obviously yeah. I have responsibilities where I'll be on the air, and so I'm, I'm prepping all week. By the time we get to Saturday, Saturday is going to be all about the game. But right now, and especially if there is some sort of news that happens this week or there's more speculation, then right now it's still Big 12. And, and the reason right now it's still Big 12 is I think a little bit is if maybe if it were a, I don't know, a more – robust matchup on Saturday, maybe that, that yes. would be a little different. Yes. Um, but we, we all expect BYU to win this game. I, I, their favorite, I, I've seen 11 and a half. I know it's at least 10 in some places. So you're, BYU is expected to win by double digits. So that part of it's fun. But for me, the first thing I do when I wake up is I open up Twitter and I'm looking BYU to the Big 12. That's before your eyes even open, which is really impressive. Which is really impressive. That still has my attention. That's what has me going to Twitter right now is to see what the latest on Big 12 expansion is. Where, and where is BYU being well, mentioned? And who's yeah. saying it? And who? How many followers do they have? How legit is it? That kind of stuff. Fake Jason Shepard caused a <laughs> stir back in 2016. So yes, I'm wondering if fake me. Jason Shepard's going to come back. 
<laughs> One day I'm going to write a book and I'll, I'll tell all uh, from that moment. It was pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's Big 12 stuff because you're right. If this was BYU and uh, if it Wisconsin were a week later, something and BYU Utah were starting the, the season oh. off, it's a different story, probably. Yeah, yes, the the fact that it's Arizona certainly deadens the excitement on Monday before Saturday. Yet it's more about BYU in the season opener than it is even Arizona, honestly, going into this one. Yes, it's a Power Five school, but it's a school that's really struggled. They, they haven't won a game in, since 2019, 12 losses in a row. Like BYU is going to beat Arizona. It's just by how much, which we'll discuss throughout the week of. Are you okay with a one-point win uh, against Arizona? Or does that make you feel differently about how BYU-Utah is going to fare? Because I think we're going to tie that margin to what you expect against Utah regardless. Right. Okay. Um, BYU to the Big 12 would, is such a massive idea and massive opportunity. Should that be the case, right? Initially, I, I mentioned uh, you know when we talked about should BYU walk into that burning building in the Big 12? Absolutely, because yet it's not – Burning as much as we thought it was, honestly. They're going to be a league for a couple of years. It is contained, hopefully. It is contained. Uh, hashtag watch Backdraft, the movie. But it's, it's a place where if BYU was in there and they added a couple teams and maybe you find some stability, maybe you find a bigger TV contract, maybe you find finally a conference where you can play, the kind of schedule you were wanting anyway, which is tough. You can still play Utah. You probably stop playing Boise State. You still play Utah State. You or maybe you play Boise State as a conference member. Perhaps, right? I mean, that's certainly that, out there. That's in the, up there. It, it's it's Big 12 for me as well. I, I think that would change not only the course of the athletic department, but the course of the university because of the money that it would bring in. BYU always operates in the black. Now you're talking about being, BYU able to do some things that it's wanted. I know the TV contract wouldn't be the same as what it is now. Correct. But it's going to be bigger than what ESPN's paying BYU, I would think. Look, so we're basically talking about one game versus a seismic shift <laughs> In BYU's, you know, access. This is not a finances. This is not everything. a split decision like Woodley and Paul last night. <laughs> this is one that um, you know, it's different. This this is different. This big. It's a holistic, yes. game changing thing for the athletic department versus a team that's lost twelve games in a right. row. Right. Versus one versus yes. one game. Yes. If the game was Arizona State, I would still feel the same. If the game was against Wisconsin, maybe I feel differently. Because Wisconsin would be a bigger name. We'll Correct. see. But still be Big 12, man. This is, this is a huge opportunity. Hopefully this is real. Hopefully, like, we know the Big 12 needs to do something. But in 2016, we all got duped. I'm trying to be careful not to get duped this time. Yeah, it, it really but the desperation is real because something happened. Texas and Oklahoma left. There's a need for that league to add teams if they're – well, and, and we don't know this. But we don't know, like, who dictates who's a power five? And, and whether you have that automatic access. That's a question that I think we all need to figure out. And the Big 12 is probably trying to figure out themselves. Well, we, we had Barry Tremel from the Oklahoman on the show on Friday. He, he a homie. And, and look, and he has been trumpeting BYU's you like know, the, candidacy. Like the Angel Moroni, man. <laughs> so I flat out asked him at the very end, with what we know today, as of last Friday, do you believe BYU will get an invite? His answer, yes, I do. And now, some, he went on to explain it, but yeah. that's, what pe- that's what BYU fans want to know. He believes, a guy that's been in this conference and in this area, the Midwest area, for decades, he believes BYU is getting an invite. And that is a sentiment that a lot of other people nationally believe is the case. So right now, that does have my attention. Okay, uh, we're throwing out a Twitter poll, which is, this is uh, great, related but a little different. 
You get one, okay? You get one. You can't have it all right here in this poll. You get one. You get a beat Utah or you get a Big 12 invite. Which do you choose? <laughs> hey, I want you to answer let's, this. Let's, let's see. Right now it's 60% beat Utah. Um, How do you answer this question? I want Big 12. Yeah, it's Big 12. It's I not even 12. close. Because there's no difference between 9 and 10. There's really not. If BYU, now in it's, rea- it is now one in reality, win. you can have both. But in our yes, poll, yes, only have one. one, it would be awesome when it happens this year. We're not well, like but we're it, not that but, desperate. But, but to no, say, I would. If, beat if Utah, it's beat Utah, 60%? get into the Big Twelve. Are you serious? Stop. Get out of it. It's Stop. early. It's go to the Big Twelve, and it's not even close. It's early. Our question of the day: What are you more excited about right now? BYU-Arizona or the BYU to the Big 12 speculation? Let's get to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Derek Tippett's on Instagram. You can weigh in on Twitter and the Facebook as well. Easy. BYU versus Arizona. This is something tangible and guaranteed that we can all look forward to. BYU's been burned enough by the Big 12 over the years that I'm not really holding my breath over an invite. Okay. Look, I can understand that. I I get it. Charlie Brown with the football. Constantly getting pulled away right as you get ready to kick. (laughs) Ball security, Charlie, at CL underscore living on Twitter. For now, bring on some real football fans and all the excitement of a game. Later on, when the little VIII wants to get serious. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the little eight. They can invite BYU for an upgrade. Okay. Thomas R. Petty on Facebook. The news of the Big 12 could be the biggest news in the modern era of BYU. So easy, it's BYU to the Big 12. I understand both. Uh, I understand BYU to the Big 12 a little more. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Michael Wilbon of PTI on ESPN thinks BYU can do better than the Big 12. Can they? And it's Maddich Monday. Just another Maddich Monday. From Bristol. He's singing. Break down BYU. BYU in the musical is going to happen one day. I'm telling you. We'll ask Trevor about BYU-Arizona. And will Dax Milton make the Washington football team with Trevor Covers as well? This is BYU Sports Night. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by The Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's the season debut of Coordinator's Corner today. Join Greg Rubel as he sits down with Aaron Roderick, Elisa Tuiaki, and Ed Lamb each week. Coordinator's Corner today following BYU Sports Nation 1 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, of course. As Jason mentioned, I am Jeremy Jordan. He is Jason Shepard. It is football season, and that means our boy Trevor Maddich is back on the program. Of course, the former BYU center, All-American, NFL player, ESPN College football insider. Trevor, welcome back to the program. It smells like game week when we have you on, man. <laughs> I know I'm so excited for the games to start because this off season, there has been so much drama. We thought the drama was last season, right? And it would ease and be more about football leading into the season this year with NIL, with conference expansion, with so many different things, it's gone completely nuts. So now it's about time that we actually hear the crack of the pads. Absolutely. And we will Saturday night, BYU against Arizona in Las Vegas. Let's talk about uh, a myriad of subjects. Let's start with Jaron Hall being named the starting quarterback. What was your reaction to that? I think that it was a good choice among good choices. The thing about Jaron Hall is that he is, you know, watching him when he played when he was healthy, he has a, a big arm. He's got the ability to push the ball down the field, which BYU wants to do. He's got the ability to run and extend plays even more than you would see with 
Zach Wilson. And I think there may be more dedicated runs with him involved than there would have been with Zach Wilson. So I think that's an interesting dynamic. We'll see what they decide to do with that dynamic when they play Arizona this weekend. But then also he's so calm. And this is what really stands out about Jaron to me in the pocket. There'll be all kinds of chaos breaking around him, but if he doesn't have to go anywhere, he doesn't, his feet are still until he starts to move his feet so he can scan the field. When it's time to go, bam, he's gone. But that calmness in the pocket, I think, leads to the ability to make big plays, whereas some quarterbacks would go back in the pocket, something would happen, and their feet are jittery, and their accuracy suffers, and they're gone. So I'm really interested to see how Jaron does with that calmness when he is the starter and not just the guy coming in as a backup. Trevor, in terms of the entire team in this first game, what do you want to learn about BYU? I want to learn how the new receiving core looks without Dax Mill. I think that the they've got some new guys in the Pakua, the Nakua brothers and some others that I think are going to be very, very good, and they will really add. I want to see how Isaac Rex will be at tight end. I want to see how the offensive line will be. They lost some outstanding players, including their great left tackle, and so we'll see how they replace it, and we'll find out in this game how well they're doing because Arizona's defensive coordinator, Don Brown, is known for blitzing like crazy from everywhere with reckless abandon. And that's something that's that's you can pick up later in the season, but in the first game, the speed of it and the uncertainty of where it's coming from is a real problem. So I'm interested to see them. And on defense, I'm very interested to see how the pass rush does. That's one of the things that they have really tried to build this year is an organic pass rush where they don't have to blitz. If they do have to blitz, they've got a great linebacking core. It'll be interesting to see how they do. But if they can get an organic pass rush from the defensive line this year better than last year, then they've got a real chance to do some things. Listen, if it's processed uh, pass rush, I'm fine with that too. I just want sacks, man. It doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you love sacks, Jeremy. That's, uh, that's the thing. <laughs> but they need to go because their corners are quite good. Yeah. And we'll find out again in this Arizona game because Arizona has a pretty good secondary. They've got a lot of guys that can run in the secondary. Um, excuse me. BYU has a lot of guys that can run in the secondary. Arizona has a lot of guys that can run at wide receiver. And so if the pass rush doesn't get there, then we're going to find out a lot about this BYU secondary because Arizona has Pac-12 caliber skill people running around. So this pass rush will be an important factor in this opener. Uh, you, you got uh, Will Plummer and Gunnar Cruz, two freshman quarterbacks going for Arizona, the two-quarterback system. Uh, when I saw that, uh, and I already felt like BYU was going to win this game, Trev, I felt uh, even more confident in BYU's ability to win. It's uh, The Cougars are a 10-plus point favorite, depending on who you ask. What are your thoughts on that? The two-quarterback system and BYU being a heavy favorite. Well, two-quarterback system is when you want it to be a two-quarterback system. I think Arizona right now is not sure which guy they want to start, so they're going to carry the quarterback competition into the regular season. And that's not necessarily a sign of weakness. We've seen Nick Saban at Alabama do that, where one guy doesn't take over the quarterback job, and so he just rotates them in the first few games of the season to see who actually earns the trust of the players. So I don't think it'll be a problem for BYU's defense with two different styles of quarterbacks to have to prepare for because they've been facing that in their offseason and summer practices the entire uh, offseason with the quarterback competition that they've had on their own offense because you've got different guys that have different skill sets that were competing for the BYU starting job. And I think that will bode very well for their ability to deal with whatever those two quarterbacks Arizona will throw at them will be able to do. 
Been very excited to get your opinion on this question. Obviously, we're gearing up for game week, but the other story we're following with BYU is Big 12 expansion. And BYU over the last you know several days has been mentioned as a prime candidate to, to be involved in uh, Big 12 expansion if that's what they decide to do. Uh, I'm curious your opinion, what you're hearing, but also with everything going on right now, do you think this is BYU's time to, to go all in on trying to get into the Big 12? It would be a good time to do that. I'm not sure what BYU's thoughts are. I do know that as an independent, they're viable. We do know, though, that if they enter the Big 12, there are all kinds of good things that could happen, including to help stabilize the Big 12 and increase their their television revenue potential. I think they're a good fit right now more than ever because BYU is a legitimate national team. They have a national fan base, really an international fan base with the reach of BYU TV and with the members of the church who like to watch BYU football and with other people who are not members of the church but have just learned that when that why comes out onto the field, they're about to see some exciting football. So BYU is a program that can expand the Big 12 or any conference's footprint without having to go geographically too far afield. And I think that's one of the reasons that BYU would be a good fit for the Big 12, especially right now. And the Big 12 for BYU, if that conference can solidify and stabilize, they can remain a Power 5 conference. And that is very, very important for a variety of reasons, especially since we don't know exactly what's going to be happening with the playoff now. We thought there would be a 12-team playoff. They had a proposal on the table that they were negotiating for it. But now, with the expansion of the SEC and with the alliance between the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC, no one knows how things are going to look going forward. And the more stabilized you can be, the better when those things do come down the pike. What you want out of BYU football determines the path you're hoping the Cougars seek, right? Some people love a tough schedule almost more than they love the game. Some people want BYU to win 10-plus games or whatever. Some people want BYU to be in a Power 5 league, but that's probably going to yield a team that isn't contending for a conference title. But independence gives you autonomy. The AC would give you expanded playoff opportunity if you win the league. It all kind of depends what you want, right? So there's some BYU fans, Trevor, that are like, no, independence is our thing. We don't need the Big 12. Uh, Shep and many others, myself included, think, hey, no, I think being in a Power 5 league is the best ever. But we don't know how stable it's going to be, like you said. What's your opinion of where, what you want out of BYU football and ultimately where you ho- hope the Cougars go? I think there's a happy medium, but I think in a Power 5 conference, BYU would do just fine because then they would be able to recruit the kind of bulk at depth. And it's the depth that they need. They've had the bulk. It's the depth that they want to continue to build. And in a Power 5 conference, they can recruit more to that. But we've seen them as an independent have a lot of depth, especially on the offensive line of guys who can play as backups good enough to be a starter at BYU. And that's one of the things that we'll see in this opener against Arizona. This BYU offensive line needs to replace a lot of guys, but they're doing it with guys that have played a lot of football that are really talented. But being able to recruit to a Power 5 scenario would help them with that. Uh, I don't like the idea of BYU playing the kind of schedule that they played last year all the time with no Power 5 schools on it. In a normal year, they'll play a whole bunch of Power 5 schools. And keep this in mind, can BYU compete there? Well, recruiting is an independent outside the Power Five. They went out and they beat Wisconsin. They went out and beat Tennessee. A few years before that, they went to, to Jerry World in Dallas and beat Oklahoma, right? They, they have shown that they can compete in one of those one-game playoffs with those teams and that they can compete 
in a schedule that is full of Power Five teams. So I think joining a Power Five schedule will help that recruiting. But continuing to compete and then to win those games, even as an independent, would allow them still to have a, a schedule that's tough enough to be considered for a playoff berth if they went out and still be independent. So it does kind of depend on what you want, but I don't think it's an either-or scenario. Either we win games or we play more Power Five. BYU can win games playing Power Five. You mentioned a couple of times BYU looking to replace production that left to go to the NFL, and you mentioned specifically Dax Milne. Uh, I want to ask you, with the NFL cut down, by tomorrow NFL teams have to get down to their 53-man rosters. You obviously know the Washington football team very well. What do you think Dax's chances of making uh, Washington's roster are? Early in the, in the training camp, they were slim because there were such so many guys at wide receiver. I mean, so many good receivers that Washington had to choose from, and it seemed like it would take a minor miracle for Dax to make it onto the 53-man roster. But he has played so well that I think he's played his way onto somebody's roster. As a matter of fact, he's played so well that I think Washington might be leery about waiving him and then bringing him back to the practice squad, because if they do that, somebody else can uh, claim him off of waivers before they get him back to the practice squad. And I think he's played well enough for other teams to look at him as a guy that they would want to claim off of waivers. So he actually has made himself much more valuable than a lot of people thought he might. And in this last preseason game against Baltimore, they gave him a lot of chances. And he performed. He did well. I mean, on one of them, it looked like a, a pass from Zach Wilson at BYU. He ran a, a go route up the right sideline. He left about a four-foot alley between himself and the sideline, and the defender was just inside of him, as is normally the case. Quarterback threw a perfect ball up high, out into the alley, right onto the boundary, and at the last second, Dax adjusted into that space and made the catch. That's the kind of savvy play and consistent play that you need from a guy like your sixth wide receiver or fifth wide receiver. He also showed he could do well on special teams, both as a returner and as a cover guy. So Dax has done very well. And I think a lot of people were surprised that he would do that well, especially since he was in a place where he had to come from so far behind to even be considered for a roster spot. And let's finish with this. Uh, Zach Wilson with the Jets. You played for the Jets in 1991. Can he overcome history with the Jets there? <laughs> yes. I think what's happening now with the Jets Finally, it's reasonable for long-suffering Jets fans who are so used to bait-and-switch to be legitimately excited. And, and Zach is the first reason, right? He is showing what he showed in college in the training camp environment and in the preseason game environment so far. He is showing off the field what he showed in college, which is his leadership and his preparation. I mean, when he was drafted, as the other draft picks came in, he would call them on the phone and say, hey, welcome to the Jets, man. Let's be the class that turns this thing around you. And all of a sudden, immediately creates that kind of a, of a togetherness. And he's continued to do that with the veterans. They've surrounded him with a much improved offensive line and much improved skill players. Watch for Elijah Molden. He's a wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Rookie, draft choice. I think he and Zach are going to have uh, quite a rookie year together. The thing that he has to show is that he can do it from the preseason into the regular season. He did play a lot of second string defensive defenses and he didn't play a whole lot of first team defenses. So we'll need to see if he can carry that forth when the defense has got its best players in the game and is game planning for him specifically. But the thing is pretty much every quarterback in the NFL 
is in the exact same position. And some of them didn't perform very well, especially some of the other first-round rookies being in the exact same position as Zach Wilson. Now he's got to take it to the next level. He's already won the preseason. Now he takes it to the next level. And he has everything required to be able to have success as a rookie. I think we just found our 2021 BYU Sports Nation theme, to the next level. Trevor, we appreciate the time, man. It's game week. Always fun to talk with you. Good luck with everything on ESPN, man. Thanks, guys. Trevor Maddich of ESPN joining BYU Sports Nation. Seriously, talking to Trev means it's game week. It's, it's time. I always love talking to Trev. It's time. And he has great insight on things. Um, so Both and college now, and pros, well, you can get the insight. We it's haven't great. talked to him a ton about the NFL. Right. Now BYU has a bunch of NFL guys, which best of luck to everybody. Uh, you know, uh, Already had you know one cut earlier today we mentioned. But, yeah, it's, it's uh, tough. But let's go. Let's go, man. Football season, baby. All right, coming up, ESPN's Dave Fleming will be on the call of BYU-Arizona coming up on Saturday. Dave is going to join Jerem to preview the Cougars and the Wildcats a little bit later on in the show. And does Shep have a burner account breaking news on the Big 12 expansion front? Chances are this is really Shep. We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Station. Don't tell us if it is right now. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. After further review, get you ready for game week. Watch as Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon take a close look at Jaron Hall and his supporting cast on the BYU offense. AFR Tuesday, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. A couple of news and notes that have come out uh, just moments ago. The Chiefs have waived Zane Anderson. Hopefully they keep him on the practice squad, Jason. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised by that. Yep. And then uh, Missouri State has announced it is hosting BYU in men's basketball on December 4th. So there you go. The Fighting Missouri State. Bears. Bears. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. If you weren't from Missouri, there's no way you would have known that, right? No, I was born literally like an hour <laughs> away, and my dad still lives in like an hour away from Springfield, which Go is Bears. where that's at. Yes. Step on December 4th. <laughs> yes. All right, ESPN's Football Power Index, or FPI is what I like to call it. Nobody else calls it, just me. Uh, gives BYU an 80.9% chance yes. to beat Arizona. Is that too low? No, that's probably fair. Um, Arizona's a team that's trying to figure it out. Still new yes. head coach, two freshman quarterback, double thing starting. No, uh, that, that's fine. I wouldn't go like 95. I think that's no, but I I would go higher than 80.9, especially Where after we, we. I don't know. I would I would 80, 88 okay. maybe. But like we can't we can't open our show talking about how you know BYU is just going to trounce Arizona Why not? and then be okay with 80.9. 99%. Let's go. How about 100%? Yeah. Someone by the name of Tim Shepard tweeted the following. Hearing that the following uh, the Big 12 meeting yesterday, BYU and UCF held a phone call with the Big 12 office. That was August 28th, earlier today. Source confirmed that the Big 12 expansion committee is set to meet on Tuesday. This meeting is set to address the conference interests in BYU, UCF, Cincy, and Houston. We'll have updates. Uh, this this dude has 564 followers, so we don't really care about it. Uh, Jason, is this yep, your... we're talking about it on this show. Well, we do, I guess. Uh, graduate of the University of Texas, by the way. Claims to be a Big 12 reporter. Uh, is this your burner account? While he does spell his last name correctly, uh, I do want to quote Forrest Gump. I am not a smart man, but I am smart enough if I'm going to use a burner account, I'm not going to use my last name as part of it. <laughs> yes. It is not my burner account. At least account. not at Jerem Jordan 2. <laughs> Yeah, well, I will tell fake. you, I, I, saw, I saw this over the weekend, and ears perked up, of course, because I'm constantly following this. And I, I did find it interesting that, you know, Shepard. So, but no, it is not me. Maybe they're meeting tomorrow, I don't know. We, we will find Hopefully out. Hopefully they are. I hope so. 
Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll have news before before the game. Nice. It could be a really Doubt it. really big game. Doubt it. Big game day. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, on Friday's Pardon the Interruption, ESPN's Mike Wilbon said that BYU could do better than the Big 12. Can they? No. No. The Pac-12 doesn't want them. You're just not going to the ACC, SEC, or Big 10. Wait, what? No. No. The Big 12 is the best conference affiliation BYU could have. Unless the Pac-12 actually invited BYU, which I don't see happening before Jesus comes back. Um, no. The best that they can do P5-wise right now is the Big 12 for the reasons that you mentioned. And and I saw this. I saw this live. And Wilbon's point is the Pac-12 makes much more sense. Well, we all agree it probably does yes, make more sense geography-wise. Geog- but he doesn't follow this. The, he does not yeah, know that know. that's not going to happen for various reasons. 15th-ranked women's volleyball starts the season winning all nine sets last weekend. How long will the Cougars remain perfect? Uh, I would say at least through this weekend. Yes. Yes, Weber State, Dixie. And then, Dixie? Is that their, still their name? And Michigan State. Yes, BYU will sweep all three of those. Yeah, I, I don't anticipate anything less. All right, let's update our Twitter poll from earlier in the show. You can vote on uh, BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, and you get one. You have to choose between these. Beat Utah or get a Big 12 invite. 53% say beat Utah right now. Oh, thirsty, not Thursday, Monday? <laughs> Good gosh. 50, no. What did you say? 53%? Beat Utah. I, I'm Yeah, it's Big 12 invite all the way. It's not even close. It's yeah. not close, folks. And a reminder, Friday 9 Eastern time, tune in to uh, BYU TV for a BYUSN special from Las Vegas at the Fan Fest. Join us as we talk to BYU athletes and coaches in Vegas on the eve of the season opener. That's Friday 9 Eastern, 6 local time. In Vegas on BYU TV and the app. And, of course, a two-hour countdown to kick off the next night. And women's volleyball taking on Michigan State as well. So it's going to be a fun, busy week. All right, coming up, a special rise and shout-out to the lifeblood of BYU. And ESPN's Dave Fleming joins us to preview BYU in Arizona. He's on the call. What does he think of the Cougars this early in the season and the matchup? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's the season debut of BYU football with Kalani Satake. Join Greg Rubel and head coach Kalani Satake as they look ahead to the season opener this week at Arizona. BYU football with Kalani Satake. Available 8.30 Eastern tomorrow on the BYU TV app. I'm a big fan of this program. Cannot wait for that tomorrow night. Uh, Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation from Studio B. Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Uh, earlier today, I talked with ESPN play-by-play Dave Fleming, who's on the call for BYU at Arizona. Fun conversation. Here it is. Dave, it was fun to have week zero last week, but it didn't really satisfy me, honestly. Uh, Nebraska and Illinois. Now we have all the games, the full gauntlet. It's going to be fun. Uh, what's life like now that we're back into college football season for you? I can't believe Nebraska, Illinois didn't scratch your itch <laughs> for college football. I'm shocked. Uh <laughs> It, life is great. I mean, I can't wait for the season to start. I really am uh, excited. Uh, I think it's had a chance to be a really fun college football season. You know, we, we, none of us really know much of anything, although I do think the Nebraska-Illinois game at least gives you a tiny bit of insight into, hey, it, it can be unpredictable. Maybe, you know, our expectation levels don't match the teams we see on the field this year in college football, just sort of big picture, you know, you kind of hear the same names teams toward the top, 
But I, you know, I look at the rosters of those great teams and powerhouse programs and think, uh, I don't know. There's a chance that those teams aren't quite as good this year. There's a chance that we have some upstarts around the country. So, you know, big picture wise, I can't wait to get the games going and sort of see what we got. You're on the call for BYU in Arizona. This is an interesting one because these two teams have played season openers over the years. There's some players left over because it's BYU from 2016 that played in that game, namely Jake Oldroyd, the kicker, had the game-winning kick, and so on. You got to see BYU a couple times last year, Dave. So what are your initial thoughts on the Cougars going into 2021? Yeah, my thoughts are probably the same as everybody else. You know, it's just a giant question of what will this team look like without Zach Wilson under center. And uh, I don't know the answer to that, although I do believe that BYU has got a lot of talent spread across the roster. This is a good, experienced, big, fast team. Uh, So I I expect BYU to have a really good year. But that said, I mean, it it is very fair to ask what is the team going to look like without Zach? Because, I mean, I had a front row seat early in the year. (laughs) I'm not taking any credit for it, but I do feel like we – sort of our crew kind of got Zach on the radar because we had him early and he just looked so great. And I, you know, I kept looking around the room when we were doing these games, like, uh, hello, every, are we, are, are we realizing what we're watching with this guy? This isn't just a kid putting up good numbers. This is a kid playing at a super high level, making plays that are not normal for this uh, level of football. And he, he, you know, he went on to finish the year with a, a great flourish and got drafted number two overall, which at the beginning of last year, of course, nobody would have expected. And now in training camp, all I hear are reports about, man, the Jets got the right guy. This guy's got a chance to be a star in the NFL. So when you lose a guy like that in college football, it's not a death knell. It doesn't mean you're not going to be a good team, but it does mean you got to figure out who's going to plug that hole. And and we'll see if BYU can do it. My bet is that they actually can. I don't think they'll be as spectacular offensively as they were last year, but I think they'll be really good. Yeah, the combination of uh, new guy meets harder schedule, hey, that's going to be tough for one Jaron Hall, right? So we'll see what he does in just his third start uh, as a BYU Cougar. So when you look at Arizona on the other side, obviously a team that made a coaching change, Jed Fish comes in from the Patriots. Uh, got a couple of freshmen starting quarterbacks. Arizona, not not expected to be world beaters quite yet, uh, but what do you think of the Wildcats so far? They haven't won a game in 700 days. I mean, that's, you know, when we kick off on Saturday, I think it'll be exactly 700 days since they've won a game. Um, you know, that that is a long time for a fan base to be without a win. Uh, I think, you know, Arizona may be the most mysterious team in terms of what we're going to see of anybody in college football. Uh, you know, not just because of the new coaching staff, but because it's a new coaching staff that wants to install a totally different system where the personnel that was in place, you know, might not really match what that system uh, is. And they want to run tight ends. They want to have a fullback. Uh, Arizona might not have any of those on their roster. Or if they do, they're not proven players. They do have some skilled players. You know, I think they do have some talent. Arizona does. My guess is, is that the transition is going to be a rough one just to get uh, the pieces in place to play the kind of football that fish wants to play. That said, you know, <laughs> you've, you've been a fan of college football. You, you know, it happens with every single program. Whenever a new regime takes over, you know, you hear the same cliches, we're going to play fun football and 
we're going to play up tempo or we're going to, you know, recruit the heck out of this thing, or we're going to bring fun back to the program. All the things you hear from every single coach who takes over in this instance, it actually seems like there's some uh, grounding behind uh, all that talk. They have been much more enthusiastic. The players have about what's going on around there. I expect that on Saturday, Arizona is going to come out and play hard and who knows how far that can get them. But I think it's going to be a team and a roster that is going to look like a group that's having more fun playing football. And I, that does make a big difference. And so I expect that BYU is going to have to match that intensity. Yeah. Maybe that like when, when someone has a baby, there's like dad strength, maybe there's like new coach strength. <laughs> that first game, Brett Bielma, at Illinois, you know, we saw it uh, over the weekend. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. I want to go back to what you were talking about with Zach Wilson because I was watching a little bit of the Louisiana Tech game last night for uh, a package we're doing this week, and you were on the call for that one, and Zach goes 24-26, has two passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. That was one of the first moments where I was like, whoa, this guy's taking the leap, right? Um, and the efficiency was just crazy. So uh, you, you saw BYU a couple times last year. You're doing it remote. Obviously, you're the uh, you know one of the voices of the Giants, which is incredible. What, a, what an incredible year, by the way, for the Giants playing the Brewers today. Catch you on the call. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah it's, it's going to be a busy week. Are you in person this Saturday, or will you still be remote? I am. Now, I'm going to come in on the day of the game, which I almost never do, uh, just because it's baseball season, because with the Giants, we got a packed schedule, and it's a Dodgers weekend. And mm. so I'm going to stay in San Francisco on Friday, call a game that night. Then, you know, it's close to home, Las Vegas is. So I'll get on a plane. It's a night game. Uh, Saturday morning. So it's going to be a quick trip for me, but I will be in person, uh, which, you know, I, I, looking back on last year, we pulled it off and it wasn't ideal, but in the middle of a true pandemic, I mean, I think it was pretty remarkable. The fact that ESPN and others pulled off uh, the ability to call games from wherever we were the one, you know, truly the one thing about last year that I would have liked to have had back was the chance to see Zach Wilson play in person because Zach was just remarkable. And uh, well, I had a chance to talk to him a bunch of times for our Zoom meetings and I found him to be really personable. And I would have liked to have, to have seen him play a little more up close. Uh, he is something else. And I, I, I that game that you mentioned, uh, I, I thought the same thing uh, because it wasn't just, it wasn't just that he was putting up efficient numbers. It was the way he was doing it. It was, it was NFL throws and then some. It was plays that could translate to the next level. And I, I think he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback. We're hoping for it, too. We just hope he overcomes the Jets. Uh, could you beat, since it's a Dodgers-Giants weekend, uh, this, this weekend, could you beat Joe Davis in an arm wrestling contest? <laughs> Joe's, Joe's 10 years younger than me now. My dad's <laughs> strength may have faded. He's got, he's got young kids now. So maybe I'll take him out to the golf course, see if I can beat him. There, there. you go. I'd have to do a few push-ups. I have to do, do a few push-ups to get ready. Yeah. Hey, uh, it makes sense. Any other storylines you're watching going into the week of preparation for BYU in Arizona and Las Vegas? Well, I do think that out West, you know, college football out West, it's been a rocky few years, frankly. And, you know, for, for not just the PAC 12, but the mountain West for BYU, um, it, it's a year. I, I think it's an important year. It's an important year to kind of get a foothold back again among the elite. And I, there's been some coaching stability at some of the bigger programs. 
there's been some talent influx, I think, at some of those same programs. So for Washington, for Oregon, for USC, even UCLA, they, you know, I think the Bruins look pretty good. Maybe they have a chance to take a step forward. Uh, you know, the Pac-12 doesn't want to get left behind. Uh, I actually think BYU, you know, BYU has a chance to have another really good year and be a, a you know, a, a team that is sort of a factor in the national conversation. Um, far too often lately that hasn't happened out West. And, you know, at some point you have a lot of ground to make up. Maybe you start to think it's too much ground to make up. I mean, it's been a few years. The West coast college football needs to get its act together. And uh, it's been a variety of factors that have led to the fact that a lot of those teams haven't been a contender. So for me, early season storylines, what am I looking for? Uh, I mean, I am looking for, some really solid performances from some of those Pac-12 schools. And they have tough matchups early in the season, not just week one, week one, two, three. But that also means they have some opportunities. When's the last time a, a, a West Coast football team had a big non-conference win? You know, it's probably been a while. Uh, this would be a year to get one, I think. Agreed. I grew up on the West Coast before moving to Utah and uh, Pac-10 fan. Uh, yeah, if USC is not dominant or Oregon or I guess Washington a couple years ago, we got blown out by Alabama. Yeah, what's the relevance, right? And then uh, this will certainly be a talking point, I'd imagine, during the game uh, this Saturday. Is the Big 12 rumors regarding BYU? Obviously, that's something BYU's wanted for a while. How desperate will the Big 12 be? Uh, Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC. Some dominoes fall, or so we think. But nothing's really shaken out quite yet. So we'll kind of see what happens with BYU and the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, I think the best argument that BYU can make is just to play good football again. You know, the, everybody's memory is fresh with Zach Wilson and the NFL draft and 11 wins. Uh, and they, as you mentioned earlier, they have the schedule this year where they have some opportunities to impress. And if they can do that, I think that's how you make your argument. Uh, you know, because the other pieces are in place for BYU uh, to be in a big conference because, you know, they have a great fan base. When we put games on ESPN, we get good audiences because people like watching BYU. It's a great fan base. It's a great tradition. Um, you know, I hope one other thing about the Cougars this year that I hope, because I like it when coaches change over time. And I think Sataki changed last year. You know, BYU is the program of Lavelle Edwards. BYU is a program that has built its history on exciting offensive football. And I know that you've got access to big kids and strong kids. And so it does make sense to build your program in some ways around the lines on both sides, which I think is what Kalani really likes to do. He wants a big, strong, tough team. But last year, and you don't have Jeff Grimes this year, but last year, and maybe a little bit the year before, but especially last year, you know, it finally, to me, looked like what BYU football is supposed to look like after a bunch of years where it didn't look like that. And I'm a big believer in, in college football. Your history, your program's history, your identity is all so closely linked. I hope we see that again from BYU this year, even without Zach Wilson. I hope we see a team that looks fun, that's playing a brand of football that you want to watch. Uh, because I thought that was a great part of, of last season for, for BYU. Amen to that. Steve Young has said that for years on this program. Even, hey, BYU, this is what we do. We throw the football. Let's go. And Aaron Roderick, who primarily took over as, as 
the primary plane caller midway through 2019 into 2020. He's back, which is great. That continuity hopefully will yeah. uh, mean big things. Dave, we appreciate the time. Uh, of course, people can catch you on the call. Giants uh, hosting the Brewers tonight. And, of course, Saturday, BYU in Arizona. We look forward to it. <laughs> Me too. I can't wait to get the season started. And then uh, I, you know, I don't know that if this is going to uh, upset anybody. I don't think I'm breaking any news, but I'll be in uh, Provo for week two also. So All I right. get uh, the Cougars back to back uh, weeks. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, Dave, we appreciate <laughs> the time, man. You're welcome. Thanks. Dave Fleming, week one and two play-by-play on ESPN for BYU's football games. Let's go. Do it. All right, coming up, our elite voice, and we update our divisive poll question. And a rising shout-out to one of our loyal fans going through a hard time. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, Jerem Jordan talks with Reno Mahe about being kicked out of BYU returning to have an incredible career in Provo, playing with the Eagles in the NFL, and the impact of his daughter's passing five years ago. Listen to it on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. BYU Sports Nation is back, always available on demand on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Her question of the day, what are you more excited about right now, BYU Arizona or BYU to the Big 12 speculation? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Ryben3 on Twitter. Uh, we had a fun uh, time of the girl dad camp together. Excited to remember what a packed stadium looks feels like. A lot to experience this weekend. I'm excited that my seven year old boy will have his first road game at the new stadium. I've missed live events, but especially football. Today's rise and shoutouts are brought to you by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. My friend Katie's uh, grandpa John Bevan, 89, had a stroke recently. Is in the hospital. He doesn't miss a BYU Sports Nation. We are uh, thinking about you, John. We hope for the best. Uh, hopefully you recover and recover soon. Thanks for watching the show. You're the man. Of course, Spencer Linton, if you missed it, dealing with the COVID variant right now. And uh, to the students who are starting school, best of luck to everybody on day one of school. For a lot of people, it's the first time back in class. Right. since Even just uh, driving in this morning, just seeing more students than normal. It was, uh, certainly, I was certainly aware of it. Good luck. Good luck. Thanks to our guests today, Dave Fleming and Trevor Maddich. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Mike Haig. We're turning from Studio B into Studio A. Coordinator's Corner coming up with Dave McCann and Aaron Roderick on the BYU TV app in two minutes and five seconds. Go Cougs. That was smooth.